Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. Celebrate that together. Awesome. It's great to have Pastor Tim Davey in the house. Let's give it up for Tim as he brings the word tonight. Thank you, Pastor Peter, which is his 18th wedding anniversary today. 18th wedding anniversary today, so I think that's a, that's a pretty good achievement. Cool, you can take your seats. Thanks. Didn't the worship team do a good job? Give it up to the worship team. Can I just have a little bit more in this fallback so I don't shout at everyone? That would be great. Transformation guys. Oh man, I've been watching you guys the last uh, few weeks and there's, there's definitely some breakthrough happening. Uh, I mean, all of the transformation program, but I just mean there's something happening in the guys that I've just noticed. And uh, the verse that I got this, this tonight when you were worshiping was, blessed are those, hello, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after I'll be filled. And I just see a hunger in you guys. And as you just keep hungering after him, you will be filled. Just keep going. Keep doing it. Let's give it up for the transformation, guys. <clears throat> so, so good. Oh, there we go. My thing just disappeared. So I'm going to read from Mark. Here we go. It just went to the bottom of the page. Mark 12, 28 to 34. It should be on the screens. Let's read it out. So one of the teachers of the, laws, of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had, uh, had given them a good answer, he asked him, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all of your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no greater commandment than these. Well said, teacher, the man replied, you are right in saying that God is one and there is no other but him. Uh, to love him with all your heart, with all your understanding and with all your strength and to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God and from then on no one dared ask him any more questions. I'm going to pray. God, we thank you. That your word is powerful, that your word is awesome, God. I just pray that you will have your way tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. My heading for tonight is called All of You. All of You. Have you ever thought about yourself? Have you ever thought what makes you you? What makes you you? You know, you're one of a kind. There's no one else like you on this earth. But there's some things that we all share in common. There's some things that we all share. We are all more than just skin and bones. There's actually more to us than just skin and bones. The world would just say it's just what you see is what there is, but there is more. You're like, what does that mean? Well, we have a spirit which is eternal uh, and it is closely connected to our heart. We have a soul and we have a body, okay? We're made up of a few parts and this scripture is telling us to love God with all just one. So all of us. My first point for tonight is love the Lord your God with all of your heart. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. What does that mean? To love with all your heart. We hear people say, I love you with all of my heart. I love you with all of my heart. 
Well, first of all, what does a heart play in our lives? A bit of a teaching sort of message tonight. Uh, what does a heart play? First of all, uh, it pumps blood around our body, so that's always recommended. It keeps us alive. But it does more than that. It really does more than that. Now, they say the heart is where we make relationship decisions. Uh, it's also, uh, they also say that the heart is the bridge between the soul and the spirit. So it's the bridge there. Uh, I remember when I fell in love with Lydia. She's in the front row tonight, my beautiful wife. And uh, my heart ached for her. I just remember, like, my heart ached. And anyone that was hanging around me at the time, um, Peter and these people, they just remember that. It's pretty much all I talked about. And it was, it was aching. And um, I remember the story on our wedding day. I got married. Hello, beautiful. I got married right here. Or maybe about here somewhere. I just remember standing here. And I remember when uh, Lydia came through that door. I remember my heart was literally about to jump out. Like I thought, it was, I thought I'd have to put it back in because I was about to fall out. I remember when she came around the corner. And I was just like, oh, it's like melting. Anyone who's been married will know that that moment when you first see your bride, your heart literally, you think it skips a beat. I've heard anyone who knows that, you just hear like, oh. And my heart ached for her. Nearly seven years married now. We are, we are seven years in a couple months' time. And um, nearly seven years on, and my heart still aches for Lydia. Um, when my daughter was born, Ayla, I remember when I first saw Ayla, I just remember my heart was just like, oh my goodness, I just want to protect you and just love you so much. My heart ached for her. My heart was and is in love with them. The heart is where we keep our relationships. And anyone who knows what I'm talking about would understand that. Or you know when you haven't seen a friend for a long time and you miss them, it's like your heart aches for them, doesn't it? You know, you're just like, oh, I just miss them so much. So how do we love the Lord with all our heart? Like I said, think about how your heart feels when you haven't seen a friend for a while or, or a family member and you just want to spend time with them. Your heart aches for them and it can be the same with God. As you spend time with God, as you read His Word and you just soak in His presence, it's like your heart sort of aches to just be more with Him, to be more in His presence, to just want to be closer to Him. Uh, we say the saying uh, to ask Jesus into our heart. You know, we sort of say that. It's not like a small little Jesus comes and just like lives in your heart and there's a little Jesus in there. When I was little, I had this picture of this little Jesus. You sort of like swallow and he ends up in your heart. It's like, Jesus in my heart. It's not really, it's not really that. We're saying that, like w- what we're saying there is, Jesus, like, I need your forgiveness. I need your help. But I want you to, to just be every part of my life. You know, we just say the heart because it's kind of like, like what we do, the relationships that. But it, it's not just that. It's every part of our life, not just our heart. And they say the heart is a bridge between the soul and the spirit. So what does that mean? Well, the spirit is our meaning. Uh, it's, it's where we find purpose uh, and love. And our spirit is eternal, okay? It lives on after our body perishes, okay? That is our spirit. Uh, our, hello. Our spirit, um, spirit is where we harbor the presence of God. Hello, would you like to say something? She's oh, she's shy now. Um, so the heart, uh, it's uh, so the spirit is where we harbor the presence of God. It's where God speaks to us. He speaks to us in our spirit, and it's where we find true satisfaction. Okay, in our spirit. So many people forget their spirit. Like, like in this world, it's just like you know, we're just it's all about the flesh and how strong we are, and whatever. But they totally forget the spirit, which is the bit that lives on 
Like, it's the bit that everyone kind of forgets about. And it's like, well, why do, I don't know why we forget about that. And it's the ache that people have is that connection with, because we're spirit beings, that connection with God. There's a, there's a huge um, problem in society. There's an ache there, and you only have to look at TV shows and a lot of things where they're like trying to, you know, find the spiritual side to it, like, and it's always upside down. But there is, we're a spirit, okay? Um... And our soul, okay, our soul is our beliefs, our attitudes, emotions, feelings, will, choices, all that sort of stuff, our personality, okay? Uh, And the heart is the bridge that keeps them all together. It's like the bridge between sort of the soul and the spirit. You know what it's like when you you want to buy something expensive or or a relationship decision or or something like that, and your soul is like, yeah, this would be such a good idea, and and then your spirit's kind of like, oh, I don't think so, and, and there's this battle sort of happening here, and the heart it's sort of the bridge in between that kind of helps out in those circumstances. You know, some people say, my heart was just not into it. They're kind of just like, yeah, I was, and my heart was just not into it. And the, heart plays, uh, the heart plays a big part in our life with our relationship with God. And we need to love God with all of our heart. That's my first point. My second point, for those who are taking notes, is love the Lord your God with all your soul. As I said before, this is our soul, so it's our beliefs, our attitudes, our emotions, our feelings, our memories, our will, our choices, our our thinking, our reasoning, and our personality. So that's sort of our soul. So what does it look like to love the Lord your God with all your soul? Uh, One of the parts of the soul is our thinking and our thoughts. This is one that can get us in trouble sometimes. Uh, Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. God is asking us to think about the right things. And we need to. We need to make sure that we are disciplining our mind to think on the right things. You know, it's so easy for our minds to just go off on tangents, isn't it? You know, and, and just go off fantasizing over here or something like that, and I'm like that, a bit of ADD, someone's like, oh, fly, you know, and it's just like, you know, one minute you're just like doing this, next minute you're just off there somewhere, you know, and it's, we need to like rein, rein that in, and God is saying is here, you know, to make good choices, to make good thoughts, bad thoughts will happen, okay, bad thoughts just, you know, they just sort of come along like just out of nowhere, don't they, and that, that's just, that's just life, but we need to not dwell on them, I, I heard a pastor say that thoughts are like a bird landing on your head, just like a bird flies along and just lands on your head. You can just shoo them off, can't you? Or you could let it sit there. But if you let them sit there, before you know it, they've built a nest on your head and there's little bits of poo and, you know, and there's this little nest that sits there. And it's kind of like thoughts. They can just come in like a bird, just sort of, just sort of swooping us. And like, it's kind of those things you just sort of like, okay, cool, whatever that thought was, and you just move on, start thinking about something else. Um, what about our will and our uh, choices and our personality? These ones are good fun. We all have different personalities. Uh, how do we love God with all these parts? Well, our choices. God gives us a free will to choose in life. God didn't want to create robot Christians. Just like, I love you. You know, like just, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's like if, if we were like making a world, we'd be like, we're just going to make everyone obey me. You know what I mean? But God's like, I wanted you to choose me. I didn't want to just be walk around and just like, I love, you know what I mean? Like, God wants us to choose and to make right choices. 
Uh, and making right choices does show that you love God. It's kind of like, I love you, God. I'm going to make wise decisions. You know, when all your friends want to just go and do something dodgy, maybe go party and get drunk, or maybe go and steal something, or maybe um, cut cut the taxes or something, and everyone at work's like, you know, just like, well, we're just going to hide that. No one's even going to know. God sees those things. You know, he, he sees those choices that we make. That is a choice, is making a right and a wrong choice in that decision. And there will always be choices that need to be made to show that we love God. There's always choices in life. What about our personality? Our personality, some of us are loud, talk a lot, some of us are super quiet, uh, some of us are dominant, and like we're all different. God's given us all different gifts. Um, are you going to let God help you with your personality uh, so you don't just rely on what you have? Some people just rely on their natural gift. Uh, but are you going to honor God by stepping out of the box and doing what He's made you to do? You're like, what do you mean? Well, the loud ones that talk a lot, um, sometimes we need to listen to people, not always tell them what to do. That is me. So sometimes it's like, ah, 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 rattling along. It's like, I probably should listen to their story. So I talk a lot. That's just me. Some people are quiet. So maybe God's asking you to step out a little bit and start speaking into people's lives when you feel something. So we're all, there's nothing right or wrong. We're all made different. But are we going to use, uh, are we going to allow God to intervene into our personality? Don't just rely on your gifts. Ask God to help you hear His voice and what He wants you to do. What about our will? Our will, this one gets us in trouble a few times. Our strong will, stubborn, stubborn as an ox or whatever they say. Um, let's not let our wills get in the way of what God wants to do for us, in and through us, okay? It's good to be strong and have a good strong will about the right things, but when it's the wrong things, sometimes we need to just let it go. Show love and honor to God and your leaders and the people around you by laying down your will sometimes. Sometimes it's just getting you in trouble and you're just butting heads with someone. It's not actually helping at all. Uh, what about our attitude? This is another one. This is one that can get us in trouble, God with our attitude. You know, that you've heard the saying that our attitude stinks. You know, like you ever heard it say, your attitude stinks. I'm like, what, what does your attitude smell like if it had a smell? You know, is it a rose or is it dog poo? You know, like if you could rate or if you ask people around you, say, if my attitude had a smell, what would you say it is? Is it a nice pizza or is it bat droppings? You know what I mean? So... Our attitude can stink sometimes, which is not good. And we all, we all have an attitude, and we need to deal with that. Uh, how do we honor God with our attitude? One of the ways we do that is to have good attitude and honor our leaders, our teachers, our parents, our bosses, um, how we treat them, God, those things. You know what it's like when your boss asks you to do something, you're like, yes, sir, yeah, and you say yes, but behind you're like, stupid, you know what I mean? And you're like, just like, you know, like, God sees that, you know, like God's all-seeing. And he's not here to judge us and slap us over the head, but he's kind of like, come on, there's people who are put there in authority for a reason. Like, let's, they're not always right, but let's honor and respect those people. God's attitude and how we react and honor people. Uh, that's one way. Another way to honor God with our attitude is to not, to not complain or whinge. Who loves hanging around someone that whinges all the time? It's like a dripping tap, isn't it? Just dripping. And, you know, God didn't like it either in the, in the Old Testament. Oh, man, there's some stories where, like, God just, like, wiped out people for whinging, just like a whole nation. Um, in Exodus 16, 8, there's a few stories here. But, and Moses said, when the, when the Lord gives you in the evening meat to eat and in the morning bread uh, to the full, because of the Lord has heard your grumbling, that you grumbled against him, 
this last bit here. What are we? You gr- uh, what are we? Your grumbling is not against us, but against the Lord. It's like sometimes our grumbling, it's like God hears that and He doesn't like whinging. It's, you can be true and God can handle it when you're just like, God, I've had a hard day. It's not like talking about that. But when you're just always like, ah, it's just like that whinging, you know? It's like it kind of can uh, put a block in your life for God moving through you. And as I said, you only have to look at the Bible to, to see the stories of people with a bad attitude that God didn't, not only people with a bad attitude got far in life. So ask God to help you with that. Keep a good attitude. Keep a good attitude. You know, there's heaps of parts uh, to our soul, but let's make every effort to love God with every part of it. What about our body? What about our actual physical body, which is my next point, my third point. Love the Lord your God with all your body, with all your strength. Okay, some of us are stronger than others. Some of us have big gun show, big Des and Troy, a few of the boys there. Ash Bottrell's got some guns. Troy's tapping them right now. Just a few boys here with the gun show. You know, some of us have got some strength. That's a pretty clear one. Love the Lord your God with all your body. How can we use our body to show we love Him? So, like, so, okay, I'm going to love you, God, my strength. But what does that look like practically? Serving His house, which is the church. Maybe serving His house, maybe setting up chairs. Um, you know, people are like, oh, setting up chairs isn't anything. I want to get on the stage. Setting up chairs. If the chairs aren't there, then we're all sitting on the floor. Or, or if it's not clean or the toilets aren't done. Like, all those things are just as important. Like, we're all a body. You know, it's like we're all, all the parts of the body are important. The sound guy's up the back. If he turns it off right now, you can't hear the preacher. He's just as important as me up here. You know, like every part of the body is super important. So loving the Lord your God with all your strength and your body is important. Maybe the worship team, maybe you can play the triangle, ding. Maybe you can play the kazoo or something. Join the worship team. Uh, help people in need by volunteering, maybe to feed the poor, maybe mowing someone's grass. You know, like going and, and, you know, someone in the church might not be able to do that because they're not feeling well. All these ways that you can use your body to honor God. What about for those at home? Help your parents. For those that are still living, (laughs) all the parents in the room, yes. And the mum's like, clean your room, Um, you know, and uh, go and mow the grass or something. Like maybe just do that. It's good. Um, What about being the best employee? Okay, like... We should be the best employee at our, at our jobs, at our workplaces, or wherever we are. Um, you know, not on our phone in work hours, um, not working slower to make the day, like to get me extra couple of hours for those that are on casual. All those things, God sees that. You know, and if you, if you diligently serve God with your body and you do the best you can, God rewards those, does. For those of you just, you don't have to be perfect, but just do your best with what God has given you. What about looking after your body uh, like physically, looking after it, what we eat, what we drink, our sleep, all of those type of things. You mean God actually cares about your body? Yes, He does. He actually cares about how you treat your body. Uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 19, 20 says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. Honor God with your body. It's in the Bible. He's like, honor me with your body. You know, I know things happen. There's tragedies, things. Things happen we can't, you know, avoid. But there's a lot of things we can, like, avoid, like how much food we eat and what we eat and all those type of things, you know. I'm not going to preach about um, physical whatever. But I'm just, you know, 
like you put bad fuel in, you get a bad result. We, we wouldn't put water in our car, would we? We'd be like, why would I put water or dirty fuel? Because it wouldn't work. But we seem to do that to our bodies and wonder why it fails. Just a little point, I'll just throw it out there. Don't kill the horse that carries the message of God. Okay, I heard a pastor once say he died. He was, I killed the horse. God gave me the message. <laughs> I killed the horse that carried the message. Our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. We need to look after it as best as we can, okay? We're in a fallen world. Things are going to happen. But let's look after our God, so that we can, our body, so we can carry the presence of God and be a great example to everyone else around us. Um, other ways, okay, by living self, okay, that's, that's another one, uh, by, you know, fighting the flesh, you know, like not sleeping around, all that sort of stuff, okay, we all know that list, that is something that really helps us to honor God with our body, and it might sound a bit old-fashioned, but it's true, 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 to 5, for this is the will of God, uh, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you knows how to control his own body in holiness uh, and in honor not in passionate, passionate lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. Like, we've got grace, God forgives us, but we also got to make discipline, you know, make a choice daily to fight the flesh, which as we know, when you wake up in the morning, the flesh is just awake and the spirit is asleep. Have you ever noticed that? You don't wake up in the morning, it's like, yeah, you're more like, ugh. You know, so it's every day we've got to like, Shut the flesh up and go, okay, God, I need you. And that's normal. Don't feel bad if you, that's actually a normal part of life because we live in a fallen world. And another uh, a scripture that is heavy is Galatians 5, 19, 21. Now, the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, ascensions, idolatry, sorcery, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalness, uh, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's a pretty heavy list, but this is, this is about honoring God with our bodies. You know, if you honor God and show love for Him, He will give you the power to overcome, okay? He, it's not like He's leaving you out on your own, you know? It's like, here's a list of rules and stuff. No, he's not like that at all. He knows that we live fallen. And for you, some of you in the room feel like, that whole list is my life. Like, that's how I've lived my whole life. It's all good. It's all good. God has grace. God has healing. He has forgiveness for that. But let's keep moving on. Let's keep. I'm going to say no to that stuff. I'm going to say yes to you. Sometimes we trip, we fall, but just keep moving forward. That's the difference. Fall forward. I heard a pastor say, don't fall back. If you mess up, fall forward and just keep moving. Don't fall back and climb down the ladder. Just keep moving forward. God has power to help you. Don't beat yourself up. Just get up. And keep moving. It's funny, you know, we mess up and we, which we all do, we're human, we all mess up. And uh, it's so easy to just be like, oh, and you start beating yourself up. And it's, you know, it's like, like, stop beating yourself up. Let's beat the enemy up and let's just keep moving forward. And he'll give you strength to overcome. But let's live self controlled lives and, and honor God with our bodies the best we can, okay? And uh, my last point is, my fourth point is, love your neighbor as you love yourself. God is asking us to love people around us. John 13, 35. Let me give you a new command. Uh, love one another in the same way uh, I loved you. And love one another. This is, uh, this is how everyone will recognize that you are my disciples when they see the love you have for each other. People see like that we are Christians because of the way we love people. This in us when we show pure love. And it's a pure love, a love of kindness, a love of care. 
But that verse says to love others as we love ourselves. You know, I find a lot of people uh, don't love themselves, so they find it really hard to love others. You know, it's really hard to love someone if you first don't not love yourself in this private work. I love myself. Like, you know, you're confident in who you are and you love yourself. Then you find it easier to love others. If you don't love yourself, ask God to help you. Ask God to help you get comfortable in who He's made you to be. I say this all the time, and for those who've been around, you will know that, but you're one of a kind, you know, and I get frustrated with the world, the way that they just try and put us all in a box. You know, I'm six foot seven, got size 16 shoes. Like, I can't fit in any box that I was trying to put in, you know, like clothes, shirts are too short, jeans are too short. There's no, there's not a shoe in Harvey Bay that fits me. I have to import my shoes from overseas. Like, you know, and it's like, I used to get frustrated about that, but it's like, when, when, well, none of us are the same, and that's a good thing. Okay, and just know that you're different. That's cool. Like, it's not weird. It's actually cool. Fingerprints, you know, like you can unlock your phone with it now. Like, you can use a security because there's, there's only one. Uh, you know, if we looked all the same, it would be boring. You know, if we all like the same thing, it would just be boring. We're all wearing the same clothes and it would just be boring. But that's what the world makes us do. And we feel bad because we don't look a certain way. You know, girls and ladies, the world says you've got to be a size eight and you've got to be this and that. Otherwise, you're ugly. Like, who says that? Like... That's not true. You know what I mean? It's just some person's perception that they think is beautiful and they try and make everyone the same. It's the biggest lie. God made you, you. Girls, know you're beautiful just the way you are. I think there's a song about that. And true beauty starts on the inside. Come on, like the outside fails. You know, like this, this body, it's like, you know, there's only a few years of your life when you're in your prime, but your spirit lives on, isn't it? Spirit lives on. Spirit lives on. And boys, the world says, you know, you've got to be strong, have a six-pack, make lots of money, be a UFC fighter. Uh, you've got to climb the corporate ladder, have the latest car, otherwise you're a failure. And that's, that's not true, okay? That's not true. Guys, true strength comes from God. Being a Christian and living it out is the best thing you can ever do. It's the most courageous thing. When people say, Christians are weak, you're so weak. No way. Being a Christian is like, it's the hardest thing sometimes. Some days, like, this is hard. But it's the most rewarding lifestyle you can ever live, and there's an eternal glory for, the living, for living that. Learn to love who God made you to be, okay? Learn to love who God made you to be. The quicker you can love who you are, the better you will love the ones around you. I'll get the worship team to come up. The quicker you can love the ones, uh, the quicker you can love yourself, the better you will be able to love the ones around you. And in finishing time, I'm just going to read that Mark 12 again. It says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. You know, it's pretty clear that God wants us to love Him with everything we are and to love people around us. He's just like, just love me, love others. It's pretty simple, really. It's just love God with everything, love others around us. And God loves you, and He will you, as I said before. Like, he doesn't leave us high and dry. That's the awesome thing about God. He's just not like, cool, go do that, and then just throws you out there to go at all. You know, He gives us the power to overcome through the power of the Holy Spirit, okay? Like the spirit beings, remember? This is spirit. Like we're nothing. Our flesh and everything, we really got nothing without God. Like our spirit, the power of God. It's like some people, I've heard a pastor, you can see inside me, like the, the spirit, like what's inside me is so large. It's like God, His spirit. It's like a building. The more you soak in God's presence, it's like it just gets bigger and bigger and more of God's presence lives in you. And, and you know, God gives us the power to overcome. And I believe living 
a life 100% sold out to God as best as we can. Not perfect, because we're all fallen, but living as, as best as we can to God is the most rewarding life you'll ever live. Not the easiest sometimes, but the most rewarding life. And as I said before, God, uh, loving God with everything and loving the people around you is the best way to live. It really is. It's just simple. Love God. As some people say, love God, love life, love people. You know, it's just the three sort of things. Just do those three things. Why don't we close our eyes? Nobody moving. Maybe here tonight and you still don't know what's going on. You're kind of maybe dragged here by a friend or, or maybe you come here every week. I'm here to tell you God loves you. He has a plan for your life and it's no accident that you are in this place tonight. You know, God loved you so much that He sent His Son, Jesus, to die for your sins so you can be free. And you say, I'm a good person. I haven't killed anyone. I haven't robbed a bank. I haven't done anything too bad. But it says in Romans 3.23 in the Bible that all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You know, we were all born into sin. Right back at the start of time, the first man, Adam, he sinned. He brought all the bad stuff into the world. God is good. God is not bad. Sin is bad. When Adam sinned, he brought all the bad stuff into the world. And sin separates us from God. The actual sin that we were born with separates us from God. And God did not want us to be separate from Him. He had a plan. God's always got a plan. In Romans 5, 8, it says, But God demonstrated His own love towards us, that while we were still sinners, Christ Jesus died for us. And He died for us to be free. And the Bible also says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in Him, you will be saved. That's the first step. All you have to do is open your heart up to Him. That's the first step of starting a relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you don't know Jesus tonight, and you want to know Jesus, you just feel there's something different in this room, the music's different than the pub, you know, or the club. There's something different because it's the presence of Jesus, and it's your spirit. For some people that have never awakened their spirit, it's, it's the spirit connecting with the Holy Spirit that is in this room. And if you don't know Jesus, and you want to know Jesus, but nobody looking, why don't you just raise your hand just so I can see it. Anybody in this room, you're like, yep, I need Jesus. Yep, I see that hand. Anyone else, you're just like, yeah, I just I just need Jesus. Yep. Or maybe you're here tonight and, and you know, you've you've asked Jesus in your heart before and you're kind of just like, you've just been floating along and you, you've sort of, you haven't been loving God with, with all of you. You've sort of just been like, yeah, I kind of just, you know, just go along with it. And you've just sort of been letting the flesh just just run and you haven't really let the spirit run and you just like want to make sort of like a put a stake in the ground tonight and say no I'm going to go after God with all the parts of my life if that's you tonight why don't you raise your hand too if you're just like yeah that's me I'm going 100% after God yep cool that's awesome well why don't we all stand why don't we all stand what I'm going to do is I'm just going to lead everyone in the sinner's prayer, okay? I'm just gonna, why don't we all just pray this together? There's a couple of hands uh, that were raised, but why don't we just repeat this after me? So let's all say this out loudly. Jesus, I thank you for setting me free. I ask you into my life from this day on. Help me to walk with you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. God, we thank you that you're a good, good father. 
But God, we thank you that you, God, you love us so much. And God, as I said before, you don't give us, uh, ask us to do these things and leave us high and dry. God, you are with us. You said you will never leave us. You will never forsake us. And you will give us the power to overcome. And Lord, I thank you, God, that your power is in this place. God, for those that are feeling weak right now, God, I pray that they will know that you are with them. You're inside them by the Holy Spirit. In the spirit that we all have, you are in there giving them strength to overcome. Strength to say, get up another day strength to fight and know that you are with them. In Jesus' name, amen. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.